Hey there, welcome back to The Truth Is Somewhere, a conspiracy theory podcast. Megan, what are we talking about? Today, we're going to talk about the vanishing triangle of Ireland. Ooh, did it vanish because they were all so drunk that it just... No, the triangle what happened didn't to it? vanish. People vanished in the triangle. I thought you said it was the vanishing triangle. Well, that's what they call it. Then the, the triangle didn't vanish. <laughs> no. Named by a bunch of drunk Irish. I don't mean to insult all the Irish out there that probably aren't drunk. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> Rude. <laughs> Rude. But come on, let's be honest. Oh, come on now. All but, right. We're going to move along. Well, that's because we have no choice, right? Yeah. Between 1993 and 1998, Dublin and the surrounding areas of Ireland were racked with fear as mm-hmm. they faced a series of disappearances in an 80-mile radius around the city. Okay. The first disappearance occurred on March 26, 1993. Annie McCarrick was a 26-year-old student from New York. McCarrick was running some errands around Dublin and neighboring village in a scary and was seen at a grocery store and bank and then on a bus at approximately 3:40 p.m. The last confirmed sighting of McCarrick was on that bus to Enniscary, but some reports say that she was seen at a pub called Johnny Fox's pub around 9 p.m. And this pub was in a village called Glencullen, which is six kilometers or a little over three miles from Enniscary. And witnesses claimed that McCarrick was a with a young man at the pub and that he paid for her cover charge and her drinks, and no one saw them leave, but neither of them were ever seen again. Okay. When McCarrick didn't show up to pick up her paycheck from work and didn't show up to a dinner party, friends and co-workers quickly had her listed as a missing person. And McCarrick's disappearance launched one of the largest searches in the history of Ireland, but she remains missing to this day. Um, a note is that I think a big reason why she was one of the biggest, like, um, searches in history was because yeah. her father was a cop. Oh, okay. In so. America, but still. He was a cop in America. Yeah, she was from New York. Oh, okay. But she had Irish roots and she was studying abroad okay. and living okay. in Ireland. Did I miss that or did you just not say that in the beginning? I said she was from New York. From New York? Okay, I yeah. missed it then. Um... So investigators are skeptical of witness accounts that put McCarrick at Johnny Fox's pub and are suspicious that she never even made it to Enniscary during her errand running. So, Mm -hmm. like, maybe she got off the bus in between where she was and where she was supposed to be going. That's where she was drinking with the guy, though, right? That's, yes. So there were some witness testimonies that said that she was there, but police weren't really sure if she actually was. Okay, okay. So then... On January 3rd, 1994, 22-year-old Imelda Keenan disappeared. She was last seen just walking down a street in Waterford. Okay. Uh, Josephine Dollard, also known as Jojo, uh, she was 21. She was last seen hitchhiking from Dublin to Kilkenny in November of 1995. Mm -hmm. A witness claimed to have seen her at a payphone, and a friend confirmed that Dollard had called her, but the call was cut short because Dollard said there was a car approaching. Interesting. For our listeners, um, a payphone is, um, I mean, it's kind of a relic now, but it is a station where you put uh, change in, uh, usually in the form of, in America, quarters. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And uh, with that, um, you can call people or you cannot pay for it and just call collect and make other people pay for your phone call. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh yeah, so it's it's cool. It's where uh 
Superman uh, would change his clothes and Doctor Who uh, uses one to get to everyone. Oh no, no that's he a, that's, uses a police. That's box. true. He uses a police box, which is like uh, which is like a, like one, like yeah, a yeah. phone, a phone, a payphone, uh, booth, phone booth. That was what I was looking for. Good yeah. job. In 1996. 25-year-old hairdresser and model Fiona Pender went missing outside of her home in Tullamore. She was seven months pregnant. Mm -hmm. Police suspected that she had been murdered and buried in uh, Sleeve Bloom Mountains, but she was never found. Why would they suspect she was buried there? I don't know, but she wasn't found there, so (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Okay. None of those mountains were close. Uh, Okay, maybe is that like where, maybe there's a uh, connection to people being murdered and buried out there. Maybe. Yeah. I didn't look I, much into that okay. past what the article said. I was like, okay, that's what they thought. Yep. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> On February 13th, 1997, 17-year-old Sierra Breen disappeared from her home in Bachelor's Walk. She had gone out to a cafe with her mother and then headed home to watch TV. Sierra's mother said they went to bed at 1230 and around 2 a.m. Sierra's mother got up to go to the bathroom. She peeked into Sierra's room and noticed that Sierra was gone. Uh, Sierra hadn't taken any of her belongings and wasn't the kind of teenager to sneak out at night, and no one has ever found her. Oh, wow. Yep. She went and joined the circus. Obviously. Then, in 1998, 18-year-old student Deirdre Jacob disappeared. Witnesses saw her walking down the road toward her parents' home after running errands. Neighbor placed her as close as 200 yards to her home, but she never made it there. You put an R in her name. You called her Deirdre. How else are you supposed to pronounce that? Deidre? Is it Deidre? There's no R in that. Oh. Or Deidre. Deidre. Oh, I always thought no. that was pronounced Deirdre. Okay. Sorry, Deidre. Deidre. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe you're right, but the, I just am kind of giggling because I looked at the notes and thought, wow, how's that spelled? And I was like, there's nothing. I'm going to go back to putting my notes on a tablet so that you can't call me out and make fun of me <laughs> for my misspellings <laughs> and my mispronunciations. <laughs> Sorry. Someone's really offended and they're like, Yeah, he's defending my name. Or, he said or it's it wrong. Pronounced Deirdre. Yeah, maybe. So no one saw Deidre Deidre Deirdre leave. Uh and it was always it was as though she truly just vanished into thin air. Wow. Like she was that close to home and just disappeared. No one like saw anybody pick her up, nothing. Like people saw her walking down the road and then she never made it home and nobody knows what happened. Okay. Never been found. Never. Yep. Later that same year, 19-year-old Fiona Sinat was last seen leaving a pub in Broadway, County Wexford, with her boyfriend. Mm -hmm. He claimed that the next day she had left for a doctor's appointment and never came back. Obviously, he was a big suspect in that particular case, but there was nothing to actually connect him. Anyway, so that's seven disappearances from an 80-mile radius in five years. Yeah. That's a lot. The media started referring to the region as the Vanishing Triangle. I know, I know, the triangle doesn't vanish, but the people vanish from the triangle. Okay. All right. There are similarities in each case. Mm -hmm. All were young, attractive females, and in each case, the victim simply vanished without any suspicious activity, and none of the cases had any evidence left behind. Uh, the area had hardly been home to other, uh, or had all already, not hardly, the area had already been home to other disappearances and murders, but those had actually turned up bodies. Okay. Uh, and the authorities started to wonder if the prior murders and current disappearances were linked and that they were dealing with a serial killer or multiple serial killers in the area. Yeah, possibly, and maybe the serial killer 
killer slash killers got better at what they were doing. Yeah, that's what I thought too. So the police form a task force after the disappearance of Fiona Sainot called Operation Trace. Mm. They focused on six of the disappearances. I don't know which one they left out. I just know they focused on six of them. Mm. And attempted to track down any information they could about any of those cases. Okay. They came to the conclusion that all six women had likely been murdered, but their bodies were well hidden. Uh, The task force came up with some promising leads. Okay. Larry Murphy was arrested in 2000 after kidnapping a local woman, throwing her in the trunk of his car, taking her out into the wilderness, raping her several times, and then trying to strangle her to death. Yeah. Two hunters caught him in the act, and he was arrested while trying to flee. He was convicted and sentenced to 15 years in prison. Uh, Investigators suspected that Murphy was behind at least some of the disappearances, specifically the disappearances of Josephine Dollard and... Deidre Jacob, because Mm -hmm. Murphy lived in the area of those disappearances. Okay. His description also matched that of the man seen with Annie McCormick at Johnny Fox's pub, if she had indeed been there. If she had indeed. Yes. Right, and they're... They're not sure that she was actually ever there. Okay. But if she was, Mm -hmm. then his description matched the man that was supposedly with her. Okay. Okay. That's interesting. Uh, Murphy claims to have nothing to do with the Vanishing Triangle, because as you do, you deny things, right? And Deidre Jacobs' mother believes he is not the suspect in her daughter's disappearance. Despite this, the Vanishings did stop once he was incarcerated. Okay. Which makes him a bit more suspicious. Right. And the media took to calling him the Beast of Vaulting Glass. How, how is it only make, how does it only make him a bit more suspicious? Well, because they have no physical evidence to link him to anything. Right, but I mean, there's... Sure, well, causation doesn't mean correlation, last, but, but he disappeared. But the last disappearance was in 1998, and then he was caught in 2000. So, okay, like, so, they had already stopped. Well, almost, because there, except for the one lady that he didn't get away with. Sure, but that's still two years. They weren't... I guess it was five years for seven cases. Mm-hmm. Okay, so he took a break. <laughs> okay, fine. We'll go with that, if that's what you want to go with. I, I don't know what I want to go with. Uh, there was another suspect in the Annie McCarrick case. Mm-hmm. He was a nor- notorious IRA, uh, so that's Irish Republican Army, mm-hmm. terrorist, and a known child rapist. So, like, the IRA knew that he raped children, but, like, the police had never been able to catch him, and they, like, hid that. Oh, fun. The IRA was like, Neh. Well, they're the bad guys, right? Yeah, they're the bad guys. Uh, I'm sure that they don't believe that they're the bad guys. No, why would they? But clearly... They're the bad guys. They're the bad guys in this story, at least. Of course. The police had good information that the man had told another IRA member that he had picked up McCormick as she was walking at night and dropped her off at a bus stop. Mm. But police believed that he had actually driven her out into the mountains and killed her and buried her body. Okay. Unfortunately, the IRA moved the man to France and then to the USA shortly after McCarrick's disappearance. Okay... And investigators attempted and failed to extradite him, and he was never arrested or charged with any crimes. Oh, that's pretty horrible. Uh, People still believe that he was protected by the IRA and the government officials entrenched with them. So there's a little bit of conspiracy for you. Yeah, who's, who, which government? All governments. All France and the USA? And Ireland? And Ireland. Uh, So that belief is actually emboldened by the fact that there is some suspicion that Irish authorities mishandled the case. Sure. That's uh, almost always a suspicion. Yep. Alan Bailey served on the Irish police force and was assigned to Operation Trace. He wrote a book that states that the IRA suspect was never properly pursued. Okay. And he claims to have a source that approached the police several times with information about the IRA member, but the leads were never followed. Huh. 
Uh, Bailey often accuses the police of incompetence and mishandling leads and evidence throughout his entire book. Yeah, I mean, that sounds like something that everyone says about the police. That's kind of a theme, I think, with the last uh, last couple of episodes we've had. Police mishandling information. Yeah. This just kind of ties into a grander conspiracy of, like, police being part of a larger government cover-up. Mm. I don't know if I, if I think that the police are part of a larger government cover-up. I think that it's more of a... Bumbling police forces exist um, everywhere. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree with that, but I think it's more likely that it's localized. It's more likely that there's a couple of police that are tied in with a couple of um, sure organizations. Yeah. Naughty organizations. Mm-hmm. 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 Okay. Uh-huh. I mean, that doesn't that still lend to that conspiracy, though? I'm not saying... If it's the right person, if it's, like, oh. the chief of Operation Trace, right? Sure, I'm not arguing... What... So what I was saying was, I don't believe that they're all part of some bigger organization. I think that... There's just one or two people who are like, you pay me good. Yeah, or yeah. even if it's the whole force, um, it's all part of, like, some, you know, part of the mafia, part of a mafia, mm-hmm. not uh, not part of, like, the police are controlled by the Illuminati, which oh, controls the world. That. Well, you had you had said um, some larger conspiracy or something like that. Yeah, but yeah. It, it's the conspiracy of, like, the police being corrupt and tying into a terrorist organization and allowing them to take away yeah, I mean, the really, main suspect in a murder. Really, I would think it would be just a few because yeah. um, I believe that people want to be inherently good and we know what is and what isn't. Mm-hmm. So that's what I want. That's what I believe. Okay. <laughs> we'll go with that. I mean... I think people, people say that people are inherently good. I think people want to be inherently good. Fair. Okay. Uh, I'll accept that. Yeah. So I think it's less likely that someone's going to be um, manipulate, manipulated by um, some outside forces if they're in the police. They're part, they're part of the police. They're, you know, part of the police department. Okay. Yeah. I'm not going to say that I necessarily believe this, but I think that there's an argument to make here about people who become police officers being power hungry. Okay. Especially, I think, in the United States. I don't know what police forces are like in other countries. Mm -hmm. But in the United States, there's a perception of, like, being powerful. Mm -hmm. And I think that that attracts a certain kind of person who is easily manipulated by the idea of power or grandeur. Yes, and those would be the few people that are in the connection. Okay. Okay. That's what I would, I would not disagree with you, but I would, uh, definitely say that I think, I think you're right. And I think you have a ground, you have grounds there, but I think that being a police officer attracts the kind of people that want to do the right thing and want to uphold the law. Also. It attracts both. Yeah. I'll go right. with that. It attracts both. You're right. Mm-hmm. Few bad apples Yeah. on all that stuff. There's one more suspect. One more suspect. Yes. The cat in the hat. Absolutely. Well, there's one more, like, legitimate suspect. Mm-hmm. Recent years have produced uh, Robert Howard, known in the media as the werewolf. Oh. Ireland really likes to give their criminals names. Yeah. Like, the the beast of... What was it? I gotta look. Where'd it go? I don't know. Looks like you lost it. The beast, the beast of, of Balting Glass. They get cool names. I know. The werewolf. Yeah. Ours well, get I mean, the, we, we had... the such and such killer. No, we had like the Night Stalker. Oh, okay. I don't remember that. Yeah. 
Okay. But you're right. Like, cause like we have the Zodiac killer. We have the green river killer. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, you're totally right. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Golden state killer. Yeah. Yeah. I but it. I mean, um, not anywhere near as cool as the, the werewolf. werewolf. Totally. You're right. Mm-hmm. You're right. Uh, in 2001, he was convicted in the rape and murder of a 14 year old girl for which he was sentenced to life in prison. He has a history of violence occurring during the same time period as the disappearances. However, there also wasn't enough evidence to definitively link Howard to the crimes. Well, I mean, based on just that, it doesn't sound like there was enough evidence. No, but there wasn't enough evidence to link anybody to any of these crimes. No, but the first guy seems a little bit more promising. Maybe that's just because stuff stopped once he got caught, but Mm -hmm. I mean, stuff stopped two years before, so Mm -hmm. it's kind of tough to say. Um, and then 2001 is the next year, right? Yes. Right, so catching another guy. The problem is, is, I mean, you even said it yourself, there was already cases of murder and mm-hmm. stuff before. So it could have been any of these people. Or none of them. Mm-hmm. Well, it definitely wasn't, for all of them, it definitely wasn't the guy that was with the IRA because they shipped him off to a foreign country right after, uh, Annie McCarrick disappeared. So I kind of think that, um... Annie McCarrick was probably, like, a one-off uh-huh. by the IRA guy, and the IRA was like, ship him out because this is getting a lot of traction in right, the media. Right, right. And so they got, they got him out of the country and sent him off somewhere else, and then um, other women started disappearing, and, like, it's hard not to make the assumption that all of them are connected. connected. Yeah, yeah. And I bet a lot of them were connected, but I think that... In particular, because the IRA shipped that guy out of the country right after her she happened, and there was good information linking him to her mm-hmm. driving her home or to a bus stop or whatever sure. in the middle of the night, I think he probably killed her, and the IRA was like, no, fuck, get him out of the country. Get him out, yeah. And then, um, who knows, maybe the IRA then, like, put up a big thing that was like, okay, start just kidnapping women to make it look like it's a serial killer. Yeah. <laughs> to try to, like, hide and cover the tracks. Who knows? It could be. They're that kind of organization. I really wonder, were there any... Were there any cases of girls they thought went missing and then were found that are no longer connected to this? No. Were there... What were the... Were there any women in that age group that died in that time mysteriously or were murdered? Because maybe... Those are cases that are connected to this that just aren't being connected because they don't seem similar. Maybe. Yeah. The article I read mentioned one woman who was, like, 39 Mm -hmm. or something. And I didn't include her in this because I really felt like she was way too far outside of the MO. Okay. But she went missing and her family was really mad because she wasn't getting the same level of attention as Annie McCarrick was. Okay. And it was, like, months before the police even decided to go to her apartment and do, like, fingerprints or anything. Oh, that's too bad. Yeah. But I don't think that that actually had anything to do with any of this. So I was like, what? No. She's not part of the MO. She's not young and beautiful and, like, Uh. that's not... This isn't... It doesn't connect. Just because she went missing during that time period doesn't mean that she's connected to these other women. Huh. You know what happened? Aliens. Aliens, yeah. Uh, Well, I mean, yes, because witches get their powers from aliens. Well, what do witches have to do with it? Well, see, what I was going to say is they all went to go work for pig farts. Oh, I see. No, pig farts is on Mars. Oh. You got it backwards. It's Hogwarts Uh, is in England. Yeah, yeah. 
Hogwarts. Mm-hmm. They went to go. They went to go work there. So they're no longer, right? They're no longer in the world of uh, normies. Of muggles, no madges. Mm. Normies. <laughs> <laughs> Mundanes. <laughs> Regos. Regos is better than Nomad. Yeah, well, you might be right. Yeah, he's just a Rego. Yeah. Right? That's way better. Yeah. But that's not what we're talking about. Anyways. Yeah, so to this day, all seven of those women are missing, vanished, seemingly without a trace. No idea where they are. Probably abducted by aliens. Vanishing Triangle remains a great mystery. But it's no longer happening anymore? No. Okay, so this isn't anywhere near as crazy as the Bermuda Triangle. Oh, God, no. Or even the Bridgewater Triangle in the Massachusetts area. Right. I mean, maybe they found some of those vortexes. But I was like, hey, cool, another triangle. Oh, triangle. Wait, what if we what if we gather all the triangles and we put them together and make something? You get right on that. Well, triangles, I mean, what, I mean, here's the question. Are they obtuse triangles? Are they acute triangles? Are they equilateral triangles? Are they uh, right triangles? That's the question. I don't think they're right triangles, usually. What are their angles? I don't know. What are their sides? You do that research. I'm not a big fan of trig, so no. (laughs) I will not be doing trig anytime soon. Well, I'm not a big fan of math in general, so I am absolutely not going to do that. If you guys want to, email it to us. Yeah. Yeah, maybe you can find out the uh, coordinates to the Illuminati's headquarters. Mm-hmm. The truth is somewhere podcast at gmail.com. Absolutely. Send it on over. Yeah, or just, you know, on the uh, the Facebook chat group. But just know that um, Mark Zuckerberg's watching you. That's true. You don't want to expose him for being the lizard that he is. Mm-hmm. He's plugged in. All right. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at TTIS Podcast. Facebook group, TTIS Podcast group. Please answer the questions. Thank you. You're welcome. Uh, If you like what we're doing, you can hop on over to iTunes, Stitcher, CastBox, wherever it is that you listen to this podcast and leave it a positive review. If you really like what we're doing, you can jump on over to Patreon, join as a patron, Get yourself some bonus content, some early content, some cool merch. Patreon.com slash podcast. Yeah. I already gave you the email. Go to the website. It has links to all of the pertinent places, the Facebook group, the Patreon, all of the places you can listen to the podcast, and the show notes that Corey does not work hard on, but are rather funny. <laughs> hey, I work tirelessly for about... Three minutes on those. And that's the truthissomewhere.com. That's what I've got for you guys. All right. Truth is somewhere, everybody. Keep looking. <laughs>